Hi, all, and welcome to the All Things Woo podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Ray. This is a place for spiritual beings as well as those that are spiritually curious to come together and share their experiences, talents, and beliefs. If you've ever been drawn to ghosts, aliens, crystals, mediums, psychics, or maybe you're just somebody that's outgrown the dogma of religion, then this is the place for you. I like to think of it as a place for all things woo. I myself am a lifelong spiritualist, a spiritual health and wellness life coach. I've been reading tarot for the past 14 years, and I also facilitate one-on-one breathwork sessions. I'm here to share my own experiences and bring my own take on spirituality, but I'll also be inviting other coaches, spiritualists, and experts on here to share info with you guys. And if you have a story that you want to share, then I want to give you the platform. So please reach out to me, and I would love to see if you can be on the show. Let's get started. Welcome back to the All Things Woo podcast with your host, Taylor Ray. And I am here today with Graciela Moore. And she is a mindfulness and confidence coach that I connected with through Journey. Again, a shameless plug for Journey at this point, um, where I meet the most amazing coaches. And we are here to talk about um, a meditation that she had actually a while back where her father came to her which is super exciting and definitely falls into our woo category. And then just how it's really impacted her and her coaching business and how she is working with that today. So I'm going to let her take it away. Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Taylor. I'm so happy. So do you want me to just start with the meditation? Yeah, we can. Or if you want to do an intro, whatever it is that you like oh no no I mean I'm here tuning in from central Florida holler um and just very excited and thankful to be here um so this meditation so my dad passed away in 2016 um it was very sudden just months before retirement which was super sad um he passed away in his cubicle at like 8 a.m so he had he was just arriving at work was and, it quick? Uh, like it yeah was- he just he had a massive heart attack right so whatever symptoms go with that it's like a sugar I don't you know have you ever had like one of those low sugar episodes yeah, yeah. and you kind of faint that's kind of how a massive heart attack happens um and so that was that nobody was expecting it and whatnot despite I mean whatever life choices and and habits and whatnot. right right um, Right. But, but the fact that he went into his cubicle to go to work that day. So exactly, exactly. So, and, um, he was a musician, even though he had this corporate job forever and he tried to climb that corporate ladder, uh, just like we all do. Uh, he was a musician. Like he literally had gigs lined up that weekend, like that he passed away and his, his funeral was a huge endeavor um, in in Puerto Rico. Lots of people, the full three days and singing during his burial and pompousness and dramatics and beautiful. That's right. I was right. going to say, and, as sad as it is, it sounds like it was a really great service. Yeah, and so it's been um, it's been very interesting to get into this coaching journey and to tap into so many areas of myself in order to write to do the work on myself and then by doing that be able to assist other people in working on themselves yeah um 
it made me realize just how inspiring it is to not succumb to the corporate world and potentially die in a cubicle. Hello. I mean, I wouldn't wish <laughs> you know, that on anyone and I don't want to like make it sound like I'm making light of the situation, but I feel like No, but it's true. Somebody, you know, there's always like that, um, or at least most of the coaches that I've connected with, you know, we all kind of have that in common where we had that one event and we're like, so regular nine to five corporate climbing the ladder life, not, not okay. Not for us. That's right. Yeah. And then as of, as of late realizing that he didn't pursue music and his music, uh, musical endeavors, um, full time right out of out of fear aside from all the other options that he may have um I mean fear of failure is pretty big when you're the man of the family and you're supporting the household or whatever right you obviously don't want to fail so the nine to five with benefits and vacation paid time obviously seems attractive and I get that and generationally speaking um I, I don't know anybody in my generation whose parents didn't have a nine to five. It's like a whole generation of our of our country who just worked and worked and worked in corporations. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. I mean, no, I think meditation. That's really important, though, because that does tie into the meditation and realizing what you want. And um, we that's spoke briefly right. about this before and how it's also interconnected, really, because we talk a lot about that mindfulness piece and enjoying every moment and doing all the things that you aspire and you want to do, but how are you supposed to fit those in when you have a family to feed or bills to pay or places to be and commitments and, you know, your kids get commitments when they're older, you have practices and lessons and it really does go on forever. So I don't think it's necessarily tangent. I think it all comes back to, that's why he didn't pursue music and they're all valuable reasons. I'm sure anybody listening to this can be like, oh yeah, well, I would love to do this, but I would never make enough or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so life happens and it gets in the way. And um, as of last year, I contracted a stomach bacteria and I lost a lot of weight, right? And so when my dad passed away, he was he was chubby, right? And, but in his seventies, when he was in his twenties and even early thirties, he was a very slim man. And so was my mom. Like my dad weighed like 120 pounds when they got married. I mean, that's, that's, that's thin. And so I got sick last year and lost a lot of weight and started experiencing some bullying from someone really close. And so this ties into the meditation because he appeared to me as my guide in this meditation the way he was in those pictures from the 70s at 120 pounds in his prime at his you know in his that's right were you meditating for a while like when this happened had it been part of your practice were you new to it how did you come about doing that so I haven't, I, I have um, been meditating for a while, just in different ways, but never one where I needed like a guide or where I went into the meditation with the intention to have a guide. 
And the guide could have been a spirit animal. The guide could have been uh, the Holy Spirit. The guide could have been freaking Lumiere from Beauty and the Beast lighting the way. Right. But for some reason, I just know it was him. And, you know, I come from a place of faith. So I, I, I wanted to discern, so is it my heavenly father or is it my dad? And it's like, I saw the picture. I saw him hit skinny in the way I've seen him in pictures, uh, you know, that I don't even have here. Here, I only have pictures of him the way he was when he passed away. I don't have any pictures of my dad here in the 70s. So that means that I haven't been able to see a picture like that for at least five years um, last time I was looking through pictures at my grandma's house, you know? And so I was very certain that it was him. Yeah. And that's something too, like when you just have that deep knowing and that intuition comes through and that like, you know, like the comfort in the presence. I mean, and that makes sense to me. I believe you. So there it is. You exactly (laughs) do. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, you don't always have a way to explain it. And if you haven't seen it for five years and then, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly how he was supposed to appear to you. And because you were going to know him in that way. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so it just put a lot of things into perspective that I kind of was already gearing towards like um, building a practice that aligns with my values because that allows me to show up better. And, you know, the same things that I want for my client, um, speaking up and showing up and all of these things, right? Seeing my dad, like you said, at his prime, um, he was probably a full-time musician in his early twenties when they got married. I should, I should confirm this. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in his life, he was a full-time musician, just following his gut and his talent, which was insane. And so seeing him skinny while receiving bullying for losing weight, like, please, are you serious? Uh, during while I'm being while I'm sick like let's let's not forget that I I lost the weight because I got sick not because I wanted or could or worked for it right um it, it it was just very validating validating to be following my dreams and becoming a certified life coach validating to be comfortable in my own skin um despite the fact that I'm still healing, um, validating to, you know, hold on to my talents and my values and find opportunities to express them. And it was beautiful. I felt, I mean, I have felt more close to my dad since his passing than I ever did in life ever. I feel like I know him more in the past five years than I ever did as a, as an adult or as his child, probably. So that's been very interesting too, to realize that. Do you, and you, do you still see him? Like, does he come and hang out when you're meditating or do you like get that presence or that deep knowing that he's around or do you ever, you know, like that inspired action or something and you're like, oh, thank Thanks, dad. Like, this is something you would have wanted me to do. Or how does that look now, like five years later? 
it's interesting that you asked that because I was just pondering this earlier in anticipation of your questions and this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking around and realizing how present I've made him be. And by me saying that, it's how how I have arranged things in a way that my dad is really present, even more so than I even realized. So like I'm wearing a necklace that he got me. Um, he had a pin and after his passing, I had his pin turned into a bracelet that I never take off. His picture is right there. Um, any time of day that my child is interested in one of my instruments, it's like my dad's there and I think of him and, and I can feel how happy that makes him. And it's kind of bizarre and fascinating. Yeah, and I love beautiful. it. <laughs> Where you get your singing talent from? Oh, your musical talents. So if you guys go and you check her out on her like Instagram and stuff, she has a great voice. There's I do. I sing all the time. I mean, yeah, thank you. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I do sing. No, so I do happy. have a, yeah, it does. It does. And now more so it's like after that, it's, um, it's, it was very empowering, I guess we could say, um, and I'm, I'm certain that it will only prove to be positive and fabulous <laughs> just for me and my clients moving forward. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say that's divine intervention. Like that's divinely guided, <laughs> honestly. So oh. can you imagine, I mean, truly, if we could all take that leap to go and do something that we love and then even... Like you were in a, I wouldn't say like a dark place necessarily, but you were definitely not feeling your best being sick and being on the mend and having all of that going on. But you took this leap and when you were not at your best, you had somebody more or less show up for you and be like, I'm here to tell you that it's totally going to be okay. Can you imagine if everybody got- That's exactly what he said. Is yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, to have that divine confirmation of what people would do if they didn't have that fear-based block in the way. Also talking to myself right now, you guys, I think that we all <laughs> struggle with that at times, but it's really beautiful. And you do practice a lot of mindfulness. Thank you. That's something that you put into your coaching practice now. Yes. I've been doing that. I would say since high school. It all started with journaling in high school and then it grew from there as I went to college and discovered yoga or discovered whatever uh, love uh, meditations just with specific music. And so even if I get interrupted and I still have the music on, I'm still in that wavelength. Right. And then for my anxiety, guided breath work. So I mean, I can do my own little breathing exercises, but if I'm still in my head, then sometimes yeah. it's kind of hard to tone it down, right? So to be able to lay down and not move and have someone give me specific instructions like as to how to breathe, um, then, then that's helped a lot. So, you know, that's one of the things I'm looking forward to after journey and that's getting certified to be able to guide other people through breathwork med uh, meditations. Yeah. So we, we kind of flip-flopped because I did my breathwork um, certification before I started journey. So you're <laughs> yeah. ahead of me in the journey program, but I did the breathwork for that reason, really. Like it's 
when you can't calm your own head down, right. it's harder. Um, I like being led in certain situations. So that's really powerful, I think, as well. And you'll just add that and couple it in, which will make it even better. Um, that's but right. You did say when you get interrupted, and I know that a lot of the time, I don't know about your clients, but I do know that the ones that I have, they're like, I would really like to do that stuff, but I do not have the time. And um, before we came on here, we were talking about we're both so busy and you know, you have a kiddo at home as well. Do you have any tips or tricks for like incorporating that mindfulness piece? Cause everybody's busy at the end of the day, everybody is busy doing one thing or another and you still find the time. How do you do that? So I space it out throughout my day. Like, unless I have a smart goal, like I just Mm -hmm. on Saturday completed a goal of practicing the piano 20 to 25 minutes every day for 35 days to accomplish a specific song. So that's a smart goal, right? So I did that for 35 days, practice the piano for at least 20 to 25 minutes. But some days I set the timer and stopped it at seven minutes. And then I sat down again and started counting from seven. So I break it down because I have a toddler who is walking around and interrupting all the time. And so it's the same for breathing and it's the same for going outside to breathe the fresh air. If If I only had three minutes, then that's three minutes and I'm taking it and I'm breathing it in and I'm breathing it out and I'm calming down and grounding myself for three minutes or sometimes it's two minutes and 47 seconds. And then it's like, okay, back to the toddler, right? And then the more, the bigger chunks of things like paperwork and coaching and like business oriented things, I really only do them when he sleeps. Yeah. (laughs) And by that, I mean nap. Because when he's asleep in the middle of the night, I'm asleep. I go to bed at the same time every night and I wake up at the same time every morning and I don't wake up before the sun. So I depend on his napping hours. I really do. And on the days that he doesn't nap, I go crazy. (laughs) And so that's, yes. And so that's, that's how I handle mindfulness. It's like, Little by little, I do my best and I give myself grace in the minutes in between. And some days I go without it and then I feel it. I feel the burnout and I feel the moodiness and I feel like the failure of not being at my best. Um, And then I have to check in. Yeah, it's not I'm not at 100 percent all the time, far from it, but it's all in the in the daily, um, mindful practice. Right. <laughs> no, but I love that you, you said that, like, yeah, there are days that sometimes you go without. And I mean, I can relate to that for sure. And you, like you said, I can definitely tell at the end of the day when I haven't had even a couple of minutes or my kiddo hasn't napped or something, you know, something life happens and something crazy comes up and it cuts into that practice time. And then I was like, wow, this doesn't feel nearly as good as it did yesterday when I got all of that in. But you mentioned giving yourself grace and taking what you can get. And if it's two minutes here and two minutes there, then that's fine. So this does not have to be a perfect practice, you guys. It, I guess if you're single and you live on your own and you don't have a kiddo or pets or a loud neighborhood or something, 
They, yeah, if I had a live-in nanny, I would be meditating and visiting my dad all the time. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> it's like, if, you know, if my nanny lived here, then that would be awesome. Things would definitely get done, but that's yeah. not the case. It's not life and that it doesn't have to be perfect. Even if it's like five minutes before bed, there was definitely a period of my life where that was between two jobs. That was all that I could say was like five minutes before bed and it helped me calm down. And then I went to sleep because you have to honor your sleep too. Like staying up all night and trying to cram more when you're already burnt out isn't benefiting anybody either. Oh yeah, that's impossible. So I, I just really love the way you put it about taking what you can get breaking it up into increments and giving yourself grace when it doesn't work because you can't be perfect all the time. That sounds perfect. And what you just mentioned about the sleep, I feel like knowing your limits Mm. is very important. Like I know that I am going to be angry all day, not moody, angry. (laughs) If I get, if I get any less than six hours of sleep. And so I always plan for at least those six hours no less than that. Like it's been a while since I only slept like three or four after a night of partying. No, no, no. It's always six. (laughs) If I get seven, I'm in a very good mood. And if I got eight, I feel like I'm walking on sunshine all day. (laughs) Um, And, and I really don't get any more than that because I I have a toddler who wakes up at the crack of dawn. Yeah. Mine does. It's like ingrained in their tiny bodies (laughs) to rise with the sun. And I'm like, can we not? Can we push it a little bit? That's um, right. No, but that's also important too. Like not even just, yes, knowing your limits for work and stuff, but like she has it down to a number. So don't just be like, oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Like what is your optimal amount of sleep? Like you can't really, I feel like you can't really set um, proper boundaries or expectations. If you don't know when you function properly, when you don't, those kinds of things. Keep in mind, guys, I'm not really a mindfulness coach though. So if you want that, you definitely want to go to her and check out all of her stuff. And she also has has a new program coming out in August, don't you? I do. I do. It's called How to Achieve a Perfect Brightness of Hope. And it's about um, just the hope mindset because it is a mindset. And the fact that it's a mindset means that it's a habit that needs to be practiced every single day. And so the point of the program or course, if you will, is to not just talk about the things that the exact things that we're hoping for or waiting for, but figuring out where we are in the hope scale, like whether it's positive hope or negative hope and what we're going to do to achieve a positive hope, what the Association of Psychology calls mature hope, you know, and what you do between now and the moment that comes that you're waiting for, whatever it is, the goal or someone or a dream or I don't know the second coming of Christ. I don't know, whatever you're (laughs) hoping for, whatever it is that you're hoping for. Exactly. What do you choose to do between now and then and all the mindfulness and mindset that goes into it and confidence too. It's all like involved. (sighs) That's what that is. (laughs) I'm super excited to hear about it. I'm excited to watch it launch. I know you're you're doing beta testing and stuff right now for it. So yes, that's exciting too. For anybody that's 
wondering and listening, are you currently taking new clients? Can people come and work with you for this? Can they come and see you for this? I am. I would love to connect with anyone really about anything, whatever I can do to help (laughs) mindfulness, confidence, hope, or faith. And um, I am taking new clients for sure. And I will say this to you guys, like she has been so incredibly easy to work with. And we've had, we've had reschedules due to like my work schedule. We've had a reschedule with a toddler. We've had a reschedule almost with like a plane. So she's been beyond patient and helpful and coming on here, volunteering her time after, after her child is in bed, guys, we're cutting into sleep time right now. And she was still willing to show up and do this with me. And she's here with this smile and she's happy. And we didn't even have a proper link at first to get into the same meeting and nothing has like put her in a bad mood. She hasn't gotten agitated. She hasn't had any of that. She's here for the That's ride. So not me. That's it's the perfect <laughs> brightness of hope. It's- it's like, I'm just, I'm, I'm just hoping, I'm hoping to get on this. So yeah, I'm that's, so that's what it is. I'm excited that we did. And I just feel like that's more, I was like getting really frazzled and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't get this to work. And still so new to the whole realm of things. And she was like, oh, it's totally fine. I'm just here for the ride. I'm here to be here. I definitely, I can't really recommend working with her enough. I think it would be incredible and life-changing for anybody. So I'm going to put your info in the show notes and all of that. Um, But where can people find you? I'll add all the details. Yeah. So the easiest place to connect just because it's been my jam since 2010 is Instagram. So at songofmyself.ig. And then if you hang out in Facebook, then just search my page, Song of Myself blog, and it'll be there. But really, Instagram is where I'm at, like 90% of my time. And it's fun. It's cute. You have singing. You have cute toddler running around. You have music. You have smiles. There's some Taylor Swift action going on over there. <laughs> I've been trying to limit that. I opened a Taylor Swift account just to just to be able to get that out of my system in a separate location. <laughs> and so, yeah, for real, um, I've been growing that account. Yeah. Yeah, I've been growing that account just very little by little and completely like, yeah, like I have, I have Swifty friends in India. It's super cool. But that's something that you did just because you love it and it's fun and you enjoy it. You get to incorporate that into your daily life too. So if you guys are wondering like, how do I bring more joy or hope or faith or really learn to appreciate those little moments, then this is your lady. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) So So I'm excited. Everything down in the show notes for people to come and work with you. And thank you for sharing. I mean, that's a deeply intimate story. And as sad as it was, it was also really beautiful. And I love to hear you tell it. And I'm so glad that you felt comfortable and safe putting it out there for everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. I felt um, definitely all the rescheduling gave me chance to to, you know, not just to, just to ponder on the, on the story and get comfortable with whether or not I should share it. That's definitely something that was on my mind, you know, like, is this okay? Because it's not just about me, right? It's about the memory of someone that now, as it turns out, I'm really trying hard to honor, um, and just to make proud, I guess. Not that I never did before. I had plenty of chances to make my parents proud and I did, we all did. Um, but like now that he came to me like that and I'm so sorry, Taylor, before we go, you no, asked me okay. a question earlier that I I didn't, I talked around and I never answered. You asked if he had come to me 
before. Yeah. And so during a meditation, that was the first time, but he's come to me in dreams before. Mm. And sometimes he does talk to me and I do remember. And other times it's like, I saw my dad last night, but I, I don't know. I don't know what he said. I don't remember. Or maybe he didn't say anything. I feel like he was just there. Like that's how the conversation goes. But this meditation was different. And that's, you know, that's why we discussed it. So thank you so much for giving me a platform to be able to talk about that. I think it's really cool. I appreciate it. I think it's beautiful that you have your own guardian angel hanging around. I mean, I would think that we do, we all do, but very rarely do we get like the opportunity to connect and see them and really tap into that. And I'm sure a lot of it does have to do with like your daily mindfulness and your openness and your willing to be present. I'm not sure if everybody's going to think that, but from what I know and what I've studied, I think that has a lot to do with it. And you were able to take it and use it to transform where you are right now. So I don't think there's anything wrong with recommending that enough. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. If we can definitely call it proof, proof that mindfulness works and that if you are trying to get connected to yourself and to the ground and to the universe and to life, um, mindfulness is definitely one of the gateways to be able to transcend into that. And that's what Song of Myself coaching is about in part. So I'm very, very excited to just take it forward and keep growing and keep moving. Amazing. So if you guys don't know where to start, if you don't know what you don't know, if you don't have any idea of what's going on, at the very least, you guys should go and follow her on Instagram because you probably already have your phone in your hand anyway. So (laughs) you just a couple of seconds to go and check it out. And while you're at it, follow her Taylor Swift page too, because I don't know anybody that doesn't like a couple Taylor Swift songs once in a while. Well, even if you don't, here's a disclaimer. She's not, she's not in my coaching. There's, there's a big, there's a big boundary line between, you know, my love for Taylor and my coaching career. So just so you know, don't discard me if you don't like her. (laughs) That's probably good too. But there's music and mindfulness and confidence and hope and faith in all around just good vibes. I had a really great time tonight and thank you for staying up late past bedtime. Thank you so much. Yes. You guys go check her out. So I will be coming to you soon, hopefully to work together. And I hope that you have a great night. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you so much. Have a great night.